This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Lord Jason of House Ross, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, the Ghost of Harrenhal, Lord Nelson of the Long Isle, the Mother of Cats, Sir Joshua of House Ross, Lady Kendall of House Taylor, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Lord Hunter the Foulmouthed, Captain of the Guard, Sir Dustin the Rooster Knight, Captain of the Guard, Sir Ron of House Golson, Captain of the Guard, Lady Amanda, Captain of the Guard. Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice Empire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we're into chapter 59, Catelyn 9 of A Game of Thrones. Yeah. Chapter today. Moving right along, you know, Sir Ezra, as we, uh, we're actually, I feel like we're getting close. Yeah, we are. We really are. I'm looking at my book here and I'm just sort of like, wow, we're at the tail end here. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's because I was reading ahead just on on Catelyn, you know, and and uh, her chapters and stuff, and I'm just sort of like, uh, there's really not much. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's exciting, getting right towards the end, and things are heating up. I mean, uh, we get a lot of talk in this chapter just about uh, the wars to come, setting the pieces. Really, I feel like it's a, you know, like a chessboard, and and people are kind of maneuvering. No one's really struck yet, but um, I mean, there's been a little bit of fighting over in the in the Riverlands, which we hear about, but then. The bigger pieces are, are getting into position, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's exciting. It's cool. So um, we do want to welcome again. I mean, we're still getting new listeners every day, and and we're happy to have everyone along. So um, this is a, a reread you know, for Sir, for Sir Matt and I, but some of you it might be your first read. So um, I was thinking today because Sir Matt, I wanted to kind of in some of our cool connections and even some of the Maester study stuff. I feel like sometimes I want to jump like way ahead, you know, and so I don't want to alarm anybody if they hear me you know, start talking about uh, Dance of Dragons or something like that because mm-hmm. it is a it is a reread and and uh, we've all been kind of spoiled by the show a little bit really uh, if if you're if you're a show watcher so but yeah we're uh, where where we can we're gonna tie in some uh, connections to later on in the book and it happened with the Barristan Selmy episode uh, that we just did not too long ago and uh, talking about where what happens to him down the line we actually get I think we get a nod to that. Oh, that's the next chapter. I was reading ahead again. So, <laughs> and John next week, we are going to get a little uh, nugget for Sir Barristan Selmy, and I always keep uh, try to keep a close close tabs on him and his whereabouts and what's happening there. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to fill in, fill everybody in, anyone who's new uh, to the podcast, just to kind of the format, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, as we as we continue this, Sir Ezra, one of the things I just keep thinking more and more is how different. The books are from yeah. the show, uh, you know, but when we were when we were watching the show, I just kept thinking, oh, you know, the books are actually a lot closer, I think, than people realize. And now that we're back in the books, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. I just keep thinking, man, these are different. These are different. These are yeah. way different, way different. Yes, they are. And I mean, to the point where I even started uh, to, to rethink R plus L equals J. You know, I was in there as I, I was like, oh, my gosh, I. It just—it's funny to me uh, sometimes when when I'm reading and I, and I think about all the characters. I mean, in our cool connections today, I brought up a um, a character, one of the knights for um, that's kind of loyal to to House Lannister that we'll talk about later. 
that I'm just sort of like, what happens to that character? There's just so many of these right. other minor characters um, that are around for quite a while and are still alive in, in the books. Right. You know, I just did a musing on Patreon about Mance Raider, uh, kind of like an intro to the Man- is Mance Raider Rhaegar Targaryen theory, mm-hmm. uh, because in the books he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. And I was just I was just thinking about that. And I was uh, talk- talking a little bit with one of our, our patrons about that. Um, and it's just so just a vast difference. Uh, I mean, a, char- a character like that just plays such a huge part and uh, something you'll probably hear us talk about uh, as we just uh, in this chapter. There are some references again, as there are in mm-hmm. uh, or some alluding to and about all the Catelyn chapters, this character, Lady Stoneheart. Yeah. Yep, and, uh, you know, you you keep I, I heard a handful of, of connections again of of things you can look back to and say, wow, that looks like it's going to allude to Lady Stoneheart. So uh, we did a patron and I did a patron episode about that. Actually, we did two episodes uh, as we've kind of started this show watchers guide to the books, which is a intro um, kind of a hey, you're coming from the show. Here's kind of a guide to a lot of the characters we're going to be talking about in the books. And uh, Lady Stoneheart is definitely a character you'll probably hear us reference uh, once or twice today, so you can check that out there. Um, but again, just another huge difference between, between yeah. the show and the books. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, you, so you did the Rhaegar Mance, and then we talked a little bit about Lady Stoneheart here. And uh, I was even thinking about Blood Raven again as we were reading this chapter, and I was even reading um, John right before we uh, start, uh, started the podcast, and there's a reference again to uh, numerous ravens, and then they distinguish between uh, crows and, and food mm-hmm. for crows and crows feasting and eating, you know, um, certain things or, you know, it just seemed like associations with death and stuff. So it was just kind of cool. My mind was, you know, spinning again, and I'm trying to, you know, think through all of the crow raven uh craziness that is in the series so <laughs> absolutely yeah but so, all right well uh, hey I'll, um yeah so small council i mean just real quick uh yeah you, i mean are things things good over over on the west coast things are really good for me man i got some good news um something i've been kind of working towards uh is it looks like i may finally be able to i've been kind of considering going part-time at, yeah. at work uh, so I can start kind of focusing more and more time on podcasting and things like that. And obviously, uh, you know, you and I have several projects and and being really helpful with uh, people supporting us on patrons kind of going to allow me to do that. And so now I'm going to be able to devote quite a bit more time to these podcasts so I can make sure that they're the best quality that they can possibly be. So things for me mm-hmm. are really awesome right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And uh, yeah, it your situation we've been talking about it you know this this week and i was uh it's literally the best of both worlds i don't know how else to put it it's it's like it's mm-hmm. it's part time but it's not <laughs> so right it's yeah. it's it's great anyways and yeah there, there's there's more that we can um you know do on patreon or just spend more time on the outline spend more time in the reading looking up and making cool connections and stuff like that i think that's that's exciting for me too cuz that's that's all totally mm-hmm. totally worth it you know it's like um it's all about time you know, Sir Matt, as it you is. say, it's all about time. Time is time is a far more valuable commodity commodity to me. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, um, and for me, I mean, it's crazy. Like we're kind of we both the last couple of weeks have been in this situation where, I mean, I'm looking for different opportunities as well, and and uh, still out there on the hunt. Um, I wish there was a job where I could just 
take a little meat, a little mead, and some cheese, and just <laughs> hit the road. You know what I mean? I just want to get thunder, uh, you know, my horse thunder underneath me, and I want to take off, you know? And I just want it, to... It's crazy, man. I, 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 I do a lot of driving for, for my job, and I, I drive, and I, I love driving and just listening to um to podcast or to audiobooks and stuff that's why we kind of do what we do um but as i'm driving i'm sort of like i look over in the and i've said this before i look over in the in the woods or the forest or down by a creek and i'm like man that would be just i think of i think of dunk you know i think of dunk and, and exactly. like the the adventures that he had and and selling my sword to in, in service to some lord it's like come on i mean why can't i just go do that <laughs> Mm -hmm. So some some people out there like just join the Renaissance Fair. Okay, well, yeah, maybe yeah, I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> so, anyways, cool. So yeah, there's small council. Um, do we have? Are there any other like? Um, I haven't really seen much in the way of like Game of Thrones news necessarily, right? Like, um, uh, no. There's started to be a few more tweets and things about Blood Moon, which is going to be the Game of Thrones prequel. Uh, I think it's Naomi Her Naomi Hair. Who is is that? Who who it is? The woman who's gonna be, who's gonna like the cast. Don't know. I haven't really given it much look. Naomi Watts. I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. Naomi Watts is uh, the woman who's like the main cast person. Um, who is? Uh, she kind of tweeted and said, "Fans will not be let down by the prequels." Really? Okay. All right, I love it. So now, is it supposed to again? I think I've asked this before. So, like, kind of a next year thing in the fall. We said this last week, right? I mean, so yeah, we don't know they... yet. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm just kind of wondering, like, when are they gonna? I don't know. Just I'm I'm anxious to get more news about it, you know, and and really, um, and I want to know how much how much George is involved in it too. I know that he has handpicked some of the people to kind of oversee it and 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 things like that. So that's kind of cool and gives you. A, good vibes about it but then i'm also sort of like anxious that winds of winter is still not done but uh i don't know all in due time i guess it's, it's it'll be worth the wait either way so for the prequel and for the book but okay cool you know the other thing i did see uh news wise just was that like someone was talking about the the possibility that we could have seen dire wolves versus a zombie dragon did you see any yeah, of that? I, like, uh, yeah i did see that, that that there was a potent potentially a like 50 uh dire 50 dire wolves scene like there's yeah. 50 dire wolves and they were fighting a dragon that was cut out uh yeah. you know maybe when the when the blu-rays come out they will um i don't know maybe when the blu-rays come out they'll they'll have extended extended features extended cut deleted scenes yeah yeah well like one would think was um cersei's miscarriage or something i think was mm -hmm. was something was also, that was filmed right yeah and then and then was cut out didn't make it so and that happens. I mean, we we talked about the difference of watching, say, like Lord of the Rings versus Lord of the Rings extended cut. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. it's a huge difference. Yeah, it is. It is. So it it would be nice to kind of know what was there. I mean, uh, what they planned on filming and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, well, we'll stay tuned and and just kind of keep looking forward to more uh, news. If you guys hear of anything. Uh, be sure to check out the Facebook group, like it, um, you know, share it, and then get mm -hmm. in there and post some of the news and let us know what's going on. And do not forget that Raven's Nest is this coming Saturday, June the 29th, yes. uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes. 
So glad you mentioned that because we almost forgot to. I didn't put it in the doc. So, yeah, mm-hmm. good. Raven's Nest. Uh, get some round robin stuff from our patrons or bannermen just on the end of uh, season eight, uh, Game of Thrones, and then also we've got a couple Ravens stashed away here that we might uh, pull out and, and read and 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 see what our our bannermen have to say on those matters. So, okay, all right, buddy. Well, uh, should we head over to the the Maester study? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So in the Maester study today, I thought we would just kind of talk briefly about uh, the late Lord Frey. Uh, it's referenced in this chapter. Uh, we're introduced to to Lord Frey and 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 uh, Walter Frey, and uh, there's a lot of uh, history, if you will, just when in, in Catelyn's conversation with him and all of the wrongs that House Frey has gone through. And mm-hmm. I thought it was be kind of cool just to talk about those a little bit, so we understand. Some of the things that you're going to bring up today, Sir Matt, you know, some, some of the grievances that you have with other characters uh, in in uh, relationship to Walter Frey, I think uh, to do that first, we've got to understand the history. So um, from the wiki, really, just I'll read here the first paragraph. Um, As a toddler, uh, Walter was present at the wedding of his elder sister to Lord Ambrose Butterwell at White Walls. Now, White Walls is gone, right? I mean, it's something that we know mm-hmm. in the um, in the Duncan Egg tale it was the mystery night yeah 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 it was it was it was um dismantled torn down uh, it is said that he caused the marriage when he discovered his sister having intimate relations with a servant okay uh sir duncan the tall thought that walter was an extremely annoying child and was sorely tempted to throw him down a well so a little tie back to a series that sir matt and i love uh just really mm-hmm. really enjoy the duncan egg series and kind of crazy to think you know um walter is he's old he's He's old, and so he's a, he's a youngster during this time, uh, during the Hedge Knight series, and uh, was was there. Um, so, and Sir Duncan had had encountered him, which is which is just wild to think about because we always think of Sir Duncan just being in the histories, and we, you know we, we that that tale is not finished. We don't know how long he stayed around. Did did he go to Winterfell? Did he go uh, to the Wall? All that good stuff. Well, we know he went to the Wall, but where did he land? Where did he stay? Right. You know. So yeah. It is interesting to see, yeah, a young Walter Frey, and that's just how close that that is that the, the Duncan Egg tales are. I right, mean, we think of it as a lot further away, like like you said, but they're really not. They're just about a hundred years before. So some characters who um, have who you may see, uh, there's certainly two characters in those we we see later, Walter Frey and uh, Blood Raven, but. There are some others which you which may be characters in the main series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Yeah. So, anyways, interesting little little connection. Um, so now something else. We he has a lot of grievances. You know, when in this chapter when they're working their way, uh, Catelyn's kind of talking about. Well, he's he's got four thousand troops there. Why haven't they gone over to River Run to support? Um, is he in league with with the Lannisters? And and really, here's a bit of the history that would that would suggest that he he doesn't like the Lannisters because they've wronged him as well. So Titus Lannister, um, actually, Walter proposed that his um, his second son Eamon would be married to Titus's daughter uh, Gina, and uh, it, he you know kind of uh, um, let's see then the tenure yeah yeah so. Uh, Tywin was was someone who was speaking out against that match, so it's like he's he's tried to set up um, a lot of like his his sons and um, grandsons with different lords 
in the realm and no one will associate with him really. And they kind of wrong house Frey in a sense. And they don't really, I, I don't know if it's just because of his nature. Cause we will talk about him being very blunt and, and less courteous maybe than, than other characters. But uh, House Lannister definitely shuns the proposal. And it was one of those odd things because most of the time the issue is with Hostertully and him mm-hmm. trying to, yeah, he's, he's, he's trying to um, wed some of his, his, um, his sons to House Tully or to some of the other lords in River Run. And uh, he just felt slighted. So he tries to go um, even further west to the Lannisters. And, and make some sort of pack, and it and he's he's kind of shunned there as well. So uh, that's again another slight, if you will, to to them. So now the reason he's called Lord Lit, I'm sorry, Late Lord Frey, uh, excuse me, during uh, Robert's Rebellion, he same thing he's kind of doing here, Sir Matt. He's uh, gathering his forces, mm-hmm. and he decides just, I mean, he he waits until he has his full force. So what is your full force? You know, it's like you're waiting for five more guys right. to he, show up. He, he bides his time. He waits. He, and we'll talk a little bit about it in when we get to the, the chapter about just the importance of the, the twins and its location. Mm-hmm. And that's by far his his most he's he, for being a smaller house. He is a really significant house just because of his location. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It gives, it gives him the ability to kind of sit back and do whatever he wants. Uh huh. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, yeah, and, and the person who coined that nickname, though, and this is one of the things that this is what starts it all. Uh, so during Robert's Rebellion, um, Walter and his and his levies and his 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 men um, arrive at the Battle of the Trident after the rebels had already won. So they arrive too late, and it was Hoster Tully, um, Lord Paramount of the Trident, who basically calls him the late Lord Frey. And ever since he's been, it's been whispered behind his back, and uh, he's been made fun of for that, and they, he's just distrusted, despised, if you will. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, I- interesting thing there. Now something else uh, that that came up this chapter that I wanted to kind of talk about. We 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 all remember the time when uh, Sir Ezra wasn't as watchful as he should have been. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so um, but w- I remember that conversation. I remember making the point. That uh, you know, I had forgotten. For those of you who who don't know, I had forgotten that I knew in the show that we had this reveal with Peter Baelish, um, you know, being influencing uh, Lysa Aaron to to murder John Aaron and things. But in the book, I was like, that actually, I, I kind of forgot that that we had covered that in the books, if 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 you will. So right. um, in this chapter, actually, something really interesting happens where uh, Catelyn kind of learns where their son Robert Aaron was supposed to be fostered at mm-hmm. and what does that tell us what does that indicate uh, it's it's it was striking to her and it's brought up for again a second time um and in this in this um situation Walter Frey is he feels kind of slighted again because he went to John Aaron and, and said um ask if he would take his grandsons to court at King's Landing and um, then his own son, Robert Aaron, could come up to the twins and foster there. And this is something that, that a lot of the lords would do. You know, it was the, um, Eddard, right, went to, uh, w- went to the Storm Vale. Zen. Yeah. Or no, yeah. excuse me, yeah, Storm, uh, the Vale, you're correct. Yeah, yeah. He went yeah, with w- Robert Baratheon, yeah. Right, from Storm's End. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it happens from time to time, and it's one of those things like, uh, uh, just, it's, it's a sort of a, I don't know. It's a show of goodwill. It's it's sort of uh, get get the 
get a, a lordling out there so they can kind of learn um, another region, maybe make some friends or some stronger connections. It kind of helps bring, I think, the Seven Kingdoms closer together. You know, it's, just, it's like a good practice. And um, I think Walter thought that that would be, you know, a, a decent, it's it's still kind of near the veil and everything, and it's mm-hmm. right there, and, and it uh, would, would kind of bring them um, just better relationships between the two regions. And he's, he's shunned. He's, I mean, John Aaron, again, refuses to, to do that. He, he will, he'll have none of it. Now, I think... Lysa, um, again, w- which we've already talked about, uh, just you see, you see the way she interacts or the way she acts around her, her child. It's just, she, it's a little crazy, right? Yeah. So there, yeah, there might have been some kinda, of that. She, yeah, kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but maybe there's great wisdom in in the breast milk. I don't know. That's something you know. <laughs> so uh, works we, for we, torment. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> we saw that in the in the show. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Just a little bit of background on him and why he is the way he is. You know, in this mm-hmm. chapter, and because a lot of times he's, I just, he's, he's the villain. Is is what it, it starts on. I mean, you get hints of that. You get a lot of uh, kind of foreshadowing in this chapter about him. But he's had years to just some of these wounds or injuries, you know, have just festered. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's 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 a, he's a bitter guy. So well, and and we'll get to it when we get to the chapter. But I think, man, the more uh, re- listening to this chapter again, I mean, should we just jump? I mean, jump into it. Yeah, I mean, let's jump into it. Yeah, because we're right there. All right. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's go right to the right to the reread here. So, um, last week we were in with uh, Eddard fifteen, uh, where Ned was visited in the black cells by Varys, who brings him news. He urges Ned to admit treason, command Rod to lay down his Rob to lay down his sword, and denounce Stannis and Renly. Uh, and then he Varys also tells him that Sansa's life is at stake. Uh, this week we are in Catelyn nine. The last time we were with Catelyn, uh, Catelyn eight, Catelyn and Sir Brendan Tully meet Rob's army at Moat Calen, accompanied by a host from House Manderly and Private. Catelyn helps Rob refine his war plans, plans and explain to him that they have no option but to win or die. This week, Catelyn nine, Rob's host arrives at the Twins, where Catelyn negotiates their crossing of the Green Fork with Lord Walder Frey. So, uh, as always, I usually like to read the first uh, ch- uh, the first kind of paragraph here. As soon as my uh, Kindle lets me, it's freaking out here for a second. Uh, right here, uh, as the host. Uh, trooped down the causeway through the black bogs of the neck and spilled out into the riverlands beyond Catelyn's apprehension grew she masked her fears behind a face we'll come back to that kept still and stern yet they were all the same growing with every league they crossed her days were anxious her nights restless and every raven that flew overhead made her clench her teeth so rob's rob's host is moving through the riverlands and we moving we're moving toward the twins uh one fork of the trident to meet up with walter Frey. and so uh you know treasure we talked just a little bit about Mm -hmm. um we've we've talked about the riverlands before when, when we were going through a world of ice and fire and how the riverlands is the central kind of hub the central location in westeros uh, yeah. you, you've got Westeros, you've got the, you know, the north to the north of it. You've got the Vale, you've got the Westerlands, right? You know, everybody, everybody is close and everybody's going to, everybody's going to move through it. The, the crown lands are just a little Southeast. And so everybody moves through. That's where like the end at the crossroads is. It's, it's, it's a, it's a central hub. It's a lot of trade goes through there and you have the river, the Trident, which kind of cuts it off and splits it off. And 
the twins is basically it's it's a castle that's a bridge and in order to cross the river you have to go through the twins uh-huh. so it is it is a huge strate- strategic advantage for the phrase i mean their castle is great you're gonna have to pay a toll if you want to go through yeah and yeah. Yeah. um you know one of the things we learn about in this in the in this chapter is as you were talking about a few minutes ago about Hoster Tully throughout history kind of slighted Walter Frey because I think a lot of times they viewed Walter Frey as this, he's kind of a weird guy. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's, he has, you know, like a hundred kids. He's just, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. He has, he has a hundred kids and they're all named Walter or Walda. And he's just really old and he keeps having kids. And so nobody really takes him seriously. He didn't even really show up at the Trident. He, you know, he's, he, so he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't do a lot of favors for people, but one of his big things is that he wants to marry off his children. Mm -hmm. And you would have to, I, the way I view it is I think Hoster Tully kind of messed up. Yeah. Because yeah. it's such it's such a strategic advantage, and at you being the seat of the Riverlands, that's like your moat, Kalen of the North. It's it's a huge strategic advantage. Except I would argue it's even more important than moat, Kalen, because you can get through the North without going through moat, Kalen. Mm-hmm. It's hard to move around the Riverlands without crossing the Trident. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, especially depending on on where you're coming from, which which part of the Seven Kingdoms, too. Yeah. I mean, could you could you stay east? Um, Sure. But I mean, if if you're it's it's a huge obstacle that you either have to go way far south and come up around on the east side or you've got to cross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 definitely a huge, a huge point of of, uh, interest. And it is interesting that. I don't know if it's because of their like River Run being uh, further south. I don't know what it is. I mean, why why do why there's this kind of rift between them? You know, like like why not take some of his, um, you know, his sons and and make those 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 uh, packs or whatever, and not and and give him the attention that he deserves. And I think maybe it's always be, it's been because they've had strong relationships with the with the north perhaps but yeah it's it's just i don't know it's 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 very important and so if you're coming from uh gosh yeah e- even just depending on where you're coming from in the vale uh over over the mountain range and stuff it's mm-hmm. it's like the major crossing point of the green fork and the yeah and so, the king's road yeah so it's it's just um yeah very interesting i guess that he's kind of had this uh slighted him in a sense you know so do you have any any answers as to why i mean is it just the the nature of of walter frey i mean is it uh i think it is uh, i think it's the nature of walter i think it's the nature of walter frey we don't we don't really learn enough about hoster tully um to really know if he just hated him or he thought he was better than other people we know he does have because most of hoster tully's story is told through us through memories uh, of mm-hmm. Catelyn when she's visiting him as he's dying. And then he had kind of has some fever dreams where he says some things, but you know, one of the other things we learned about him is that he has this estranged relationship with his brother, 
the Brendan mm-hmm. the Blackfish. Yeah. And so that's another thing. So there's another person we kind of see who he has this estranged relationship with. So it could be, it could be some of his character. But well, yeah, that's a good point. It could be it could be Hoster. Really, it could just be him. I mean, it was sort of I brought up the whole Lannister betrothal situation, but that's kind of right. a far reach, I guess. I mean, it's just that's uh, I don't know. He 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 wasn't successful with his his liege lord, so he's going to reach outside of his own region, if if that makes sense. And that's why he went with the Lannisters. I feel like, but whereas you know this. Hoster is, is that should be who he's able to kind of make some some uh, alliances with or make some marriage packs with and things. Uh, but yeah, he's just he's way undervalued. But as you say, it's sort of like if he has that bad relationship with his brother and his and the reason he has that bad relationship. Let's let's remind folks is that Brendan uh, Brendan Tully like refused how many I mean four three four different marriage proposals. He just refuses to get married. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is interesting, and we'll, we'll talk more about later. Just that character and, and why he is that way, which is, is baffling, I think, sometimes. And, and it's probably it probably baffled Hoster Tully. He doesn't know why um, his brother is is not agreeable to these matches. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, a couple. So, really, one of your big things too is just that that's in in your eyes an oversight on on river run right i mean they're, they're just I mean, ignoring the twins i mean yeah i mean i mean you have he has he has three kids i i would i would certainly be willing to give up one of them to i mean i you know i mean you you obviously want to make the strongest alliances you can so if you cannot marry someone to a great house which he does i mean two of his daughters marry off into great houses obviously house stark and house aaron so i mean that's those are obviously better than somebody from your own region, but you would still, I still think you would want to marry somebody from your own region. That's the whole point of having multiple children. So that way you can kind of secure those alliances with your, with your liege Lords. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why, I mean, look at, look at, um, in the, in the show. I mean, look how, look why now I'm blanking, uh, Ramsey Bolton, Ramsey snow, Mm -hmm. You know, mm-hmm. oh, if I in I can marry Sansa, and in the in the books it's like this fake Arya, right? But it's still that that alliance to House Stark. I mean, that's like the House of the North. So you you want to that's a step up for them. And so I still I still don't I still don't consider if you are the Liege Lord. So if you're a Lannister, right? At some point in history, marrying one of your children off to like somebody from House Clegane, uh, mm-hmm. you know, one of your one of your, your your smaller important houses to just kind of secure your own lanes. You've got to you got to be able to control your own region as w- before you can start making bigger moves outside. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So another thing that I, that I was thinking of is, as you were talking about that too is that um, Hoster Tully also refuses to go to his weddings now. Was that because mm-hmm. he's getting sick and up in years and things like that? Uh, I mean, this last one, his most recent uh, wedding, we know that is the case. But he said, well, he didn't attend the one before that to his seventh wife. And right. so I, it was another slight. Yeah, I, I think that's a, probably a combination of one, his age and the fact that Walter Frey gets married all the time. Yeah, oh, for sure. That's probably what he said. And and maybe he had other things to attend to. And 
Um, it doesn't really say. I was trying to see if it, maybe his son went, but that also might be a slap in the face because you know Hostertelli refused to um, refused to fray bride for his son Edmure, which is so ironic, right? It's just kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, we'll come back to that later, but yeah, it's really really interesting. So it, it does say. I mean, uh, when Catelyn in this chapter approaches and she starts talking about Walter, that he's kind of uh, he's sharp tongued, he's blunt. He he's also cautious but very ambitious, and he's he's very kind of conniving. So, although he, you know, actually, your brother in the group, by the way, brought up. Did you see that thing that he was talking about? Uh, that Nick was talking no, about I with. Uh, it was about. Oh my gosh, giving them. Um, oh gosh, guest right essentially. So like when he had he had given guest right to later on at the red wedding. Um, he he kind of slides in uh, a word or phrase that indicates that he could break guest right, and it's mm-hmm. sort of this. It's something that I guess George. I have to go look it up, but I saw it the other day. I'm like, what? You know. So it, it just kind of made me think that Walter Frey's. You know, he's a conniving guy. He's been around for a long time. He's got a lot of experience, and he's he's underestimated and he's overlooked. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's mm-hmm. he he is he does have a lot of insults, and I think it's just gotten worse with time, and so. He was prickly to begin with, and I guess in in your youth, if you're turned away um, here, you know, the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, and then it's like, well, each time it just keeps getting to the point where, you know, it's worse and worse, and and you want, and you become cautious, you become the late Lord Frey, because all he has is his family. He has House Frey, and he wants to make sure that they're in a good position. So since everybody else is going to treat him, you know, uh, this way and overlook him and just take him for granted. Well, I'm not going to just willingly stick my neck out there then for you, right? Because at the start of this chapter, he's got 4,000 men and uh, he actually gets on. I mean, he uh, says to Catelyn at one point, like, it's your full brother who lost the battle. I mean, we, we haven't gathered all of our, our troops yet, but, you know, he couldn't hold until I got there. Uh, I, I kind of think he would have, he would have, you know, it would have been another month before he would have gathered his full force. I mean, he wanted every farmer and every, you know, boy who could hold a pitchfork to to show up, maybe, and 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 mm-hmm. say that his full forces weren't weren't there. Um, but yeah, he's. I I see why he's doing that. I guess is 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 my point. So, um, okay, so back into the chapter though, just a little bit. At the start of this, Catelyn is she has to kind of, you know, what is Rob going to do? That he's he's a um, cool little part where like every so often, I mean, every day he would bring up a new bannerman and he would ride with them like his father would. And he would listen to their mm-hmm. counsel and showed fairness across the board to everybody. So I thought that was a cool moment for for Rob. You know, he's he's um, he's taking what he's learned from his father and he's and he's applying it here. And, and Catelyn notices that as well. But. He, he at one point she you know they, they talk about whether or not if if um, Walter Frey will not let them pass their option was possibly to siege um, to to take it by force uh, find is, another which is yeah which they can't do they said that uh, uh, they were talking about the nature of the twins and never thought about this until I just reread it that they can't um, they can't fully encircle or, or or fully cut off resources to the twins, because they can't get to the other side, and they could not come in behind um, the, you know, the phrase on the other side of the Green Fork. So that's mm, yeah, you've got what are you gonna do? Uh, 
uh, yeah, a quote here. This is what um, Theon saying. Lord Frey would be a fool to try and bar our way. Theon Greyjoy said with his customary easy confidence. We have five times his numbers. You can take the twins if you need to, Rob. Not easily, Catelyn warned them, and not in time. While you were mounting your siege, Tywin Lannister would bring up his host and assault you from the rear. Yeah, it would. Uh, the, assaulting the twins was like assaulting Moat Caitlyn. It's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, there'd be a lot of loss. I mean, because they're well, um, and they, they're also they keep talking about time. That it's all about timing for them right now and getting down to help River Run and possibly um, just just maneuvering, getting there ahead of uh, the Lannister forces before they get too far north. But uh, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a good idea to go up against the twins and and uh, try to take it by force. They're well, uh, kind of. Uh, I don't know, they're reinforced there, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they even talk about, could they go down a little further and could their horses wade across? Yes, but not with armored men and not with all of the armor and the everything that they have. They need to create like rafts and they would almost have to kind of, you know, pull, would, their, pull would, their stuff across. It would slow, slow them down. Um, you could you could lose some horses, you could lose some men, you lose some time, you lose some equipment. It would just, it would take... If if Tywin Lannister catches you, you're you're screwed. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When, when you've got, let's say, half your forces maybe on one side versus half on the other, you know, you could really be in a pickle there too, couldn't you? Mm -hmm. So, um, and they'd almost have to do the crossing if you look at a map closer to the twins, um, it, so that way they wouldn't get caught with their pants down. Essentially, right? You know, if they go too far south. Um, it's just they need to make that crossing happen now so they can then just because by the time they got everybody across, it's like they would be ready to meet the Lannister force just on the other side or something. Mm -hmm. You know, it would just wouldn't. It's not what they want to do. So and actually, she, I think doesn't she say she almost counsels like, well, if we can't get across, then basically we should go back up to Mo Kalen and we should just hole mm -hmm. up there and, and yeah, wait then, uh... and secure our border. And what if I do not choose to pay this toll? Then you had best retreat back to Moat Kalen, de uh, deploy to meet Lord Tywin in battle, or grow wings. I see no other choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And right before that, too, she uh, they, they mentioned that the phrase have held the crossing for six hundred years, uh, which is which is pretty you know impressive. Uh, and and at one point I can't remember where it, where it was at. They talk about the look of this thing and and how it's way bigger than I think we 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 think it is. You know, and I think this river is way bigger than we realize it is. It's not an easy thing to cross at all. So it's mm -hmm. why you have this huge bridge with these two towers. It used to be wooden, now they're stone. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, that's you're you're right. Go back up to Moat Kalen. I mean, that's if you don't want to pay the toll. Now they don't know what the toll is, and you're not going to send you're not going to send the King of the North in there, right? You're not going to send in Rob no, Stark. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, even if you went in there with a host of, of men and things, it's, uh, I mean, at one point, I'm even worried about w when they're in the middle of the bridge crossing and stuff. Now they have enough men uh, that they'd have men on the outside, too, in case mm. something were to happen uh, crossing that river. But you're like, dude, they could really put you in a pickle. I mean, if they made you completely cross to the other side to meet Walter Frey, perhaps, you know, there would just right. be well, no I mean, way to even support him. Even you have this conversation down here at the bottom. Uh, this cannot be siege, my lords. Roose Bolton announced. Uh, nor can we take it by by siege without an army on the far bank to invest in the other castle. Helm and Talhart said. Mm -hmm. So you would need yep. it. Really, the only way to take the twins would be to have two sides attacking it. Yeah, 
Yep, exactly. Because it's basically yeah. it's basically just a bridge, and it has two big towers, one on one side and one on the other, and that's kind of their. That's why it's called the twins, because it's it's mm-hmm. two it's two castles. Yeah, identical too. Yeah, with with moats right. around them and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, they themselves are not easy to take. Just just one you know tower at a time, but let alone you can retreat back across the river or reinforce across the river from the other tower. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, so I mean, she kind of gives him all of that advice, and they they figured out what they what they're going to do. They, they have to decide who is going to go treat with him, right? And they have to decide who's going to go. Um, and actually, I think it's uh, first Walter Frey's um, son comes out, his heir. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he'll come out here in a little bit. Uh, he's in because we know that that Lord Water is is ninety. Uh, he's 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 old and he's suspicious. So, um, yeah, yeah. Let's see where that's at because he, he sends out several of his sons and they actually agree that that uh, Catelyn will will go in to to meet with with Water instead of her son. So and right. they leave one of the other. Yeah, sons I mean, yeah, Bruce, yeah, Bruce Bolton says go go in there alone and you're his. He can sell you to the Lannisters, throw you in a dungeon, or slit your throat as he likes. There's some foreshadowing for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, Sir Stevron, Sir Stevron Frey. Okay. Yeah. So he, they wanted her returned back by Evenfall, and it's Sir it's Sir, Sir Stevron who who is out there to kind of uh, greet them. And what is he, like 60 or something? And then, mm-hmm. you know, he's uh, later on, Walter will kind of make the joke that he's they're, they're waiting for me to die, but I just, I won't. You know, I'm not going to tick off. And because uh, he's he's next in line. So kind of, kind of wild. But um, yeah, so she knows Walter Frey. I mean, she hadn't seen him in, in, in a long time. And she does know uh, that there's this animosity between the two houses, her house and and her father's house. And uh, Hoster Tully, or I'm sorry, um, Walter Frey. So I think she goes in there. Uh, well, well I, I think more, more. Inf- she's the best person to send in, right? I mean, you're, are you going to send in one of his other lords? Are you going to send? You can't send Robin. She knows him. Um, you know, she's not going to. I don't know. Puff up her chest and and try to demand certain things. And she knows the position that they're in, and I think mm-hmm. is is very very smart in in what she what she does. Uh, when, when he wants to speak straight truths to her too about their houses. Yeah, and so when she walks in, uh, it says uh, Lord Walter was ninety, uh, a, a wizened pink weasel with bald, spotted head, too gouty to stand unassisted. His newest wife, a pale, a pale, frail girl of sixteen years, walked beside his litter when they carried him in. She was the eighth Lady Frey. It is a great pleasure to see you again after so many years, my lord. Catelyn said. The old man squinted at her suspiciously. Is it? I doubt that. Spare me your sweet words, Lady Catelyn. I am too old. And so I do I do like that Walter Frey. Walter Frey is uh, you know, kind of the he's much like the Queen of Thorns, uh, you know, Elena, yeah. Elena yes. Tyrell, where it's like, don't give me these, you know, false courtesies. Flowery words, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's it's straight to the point, isn't it? It's very uh um just blunt. And uh yeah, I mean, because he brings up the uh, the disdain between their two houses and he's like don't deny it don't don't deny it. you know it's true and to her mm-hmm. credit she, she's not going to i mean that would uh trigger him even more i think to kind of pretend like that he hasn't been scoffed at so mm-hmm. uh okay 
Now, oh, he actually there's a couple of points in here where he kind of uh, he kind of gets on some of his um, uh, his his heirs, if you will, like his his grandsons and his sons, uh, and one of his bastards, right? I mean, you just see right there that where they're they're trying to teach him courtesy and how to talk to uh, Lady Catelyn, and he just sort of like uh, you know gets on him and and uh, tells him off in a sense. He's like, you know, this is this is his play. I mean, he's not going to be told uh, how to speak to anybody. Really, mm-hmm. so when yeah, you're that old too. I mean, come he's on. kind of I mean, a jerk to know. all of his children, which he has many of. Which again, so I know we want to get on Hoster Tully a little bit, but it's like, it's like, boy, this is one bitter guy who, the way he talks about his own family is kind of like, oh, that's also the reason we don't like him, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this is not very. I don't know. There's just not a whole. There's, like, he says a couple of nice things about his grandsons later on, but that's about it. Um, and I don't know if it's a front too. you know, sometimes like maybe you just want to act this way, but, but really deep down, he does care. Uh, you almost kind of see it in the show when, when you find out that, um, like the daughter that he was going to give over to Rob, you know, it's, it's like, they're all kind of like stunned and he was sort of like, yeah, right. well, you're lost. You. I mean, like yeah. trying to tell you, like I, I've, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, we're not all, I don't know. Like there's, there's this idea built up about the phrase, this false sort of, uh, narrative that's out there maybe and he's he's always kind of it's either what do you do play along with it or, or or do you look at the guy who's always trying to kind of undo it or you know what do you do do you use it to your advantage um so that's just kind of what i think about when i think of 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 uh lord water and what he has to do to mm-hmm. help his family survive so um so really they get to the point and she he wants to know why are you here and she says to ask you to open your gates my lord uh, she, she says this politely. My son and his lord's bannermen uh, are most anxious to cross the river and be on their way. He snickered and says, to river run? Oh, no need to tell me. No need. I'm not blind yet. The old man can still read a map. And yeah, she's not going to deny that yet to confirm. Yeah, we're going to river run and uh, where he should be as well. Right. And this is where you get that whole bit about him kind of saying that her brother should have been able to hold uh you know, a little bit longer and, and he shouldn't have lost that battle as, as easily as easy. Uh, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, he's going up against the Kingslayer too, which it reminded me, you know, when these, uh, when the, the Kingsguard, when they command a group of forces, it's like legit, like they, this is what they do. They study battle and war and things like that. So he's going up against, um, the, you know, he's, he's going up against Jamie Lannister, uh, member of the Kingsguard, big deal. And is just outmaneuvered. So, because mm. at the beginning of the chapter, she's like super worried. Remember, it says that she was clenching her teeth with every raven that flew off her head. And I thought about that. I'm like, why is she? Why is she like that? Well, it's it's news of her brother and of her father and of the events, maybe even of of her her husband. Those ravens that carry messages. She's she's super worried. She knows that they're they're it's they're in a bad spot, and everything kind of hinges on whether you can get across the twins in time. So. Yeah. And I do I do like what uh, Walter Frey says here when she's talking about, like, we need these so we can get across the river. And, and like she kind of brings up, you should do it because you swore an oath to my father. And this is what my father's doing. Um, you know, and she says, like, uh, if you were strong enough to climb down from your own battlements, Lord Frey, you would see that my son has 20,000 men outside your walls. That'll be 20,000 fresh corpses when Lord Tywin gets here. The old man shot back. Don't you try and frighten me, my lady. Your husband's in some traitor cell under the Red Keep. Your father's sick, might be dying, and Jamie Lannister's got your brother in chains. 
What do you have that I should fear? That son of yours? I'll match you son for son, and I'll still have 18 when all yours are dead. You swore an oath to my father, Catelyn reminded him. He bobbed his head side to side, smiling. Oh, yes, I said some words. I swore some oaths to the crown, too. It seems to me Joffrey's the king now, and that makes you and your boy and all those fools out there no better than rebels. If I had the sense uh, the gods gave a fish, I'd help the Lannisters boil you all. Yeah, wow. Which I mean, right there, he kind of tells us right. I mean, what what his his plan that foreshadowing is is littered throughout this uh, mm-hmm. this, this chapter. So it's just it's crazy. I mean, she they don't want to trust him. They know not to kind of trust him. But uh, he is smart enough to see the winning side to see who's going to to win. And, right. Um, Do you think that I I don't think that he would have betrayed them if. Uh, they would have went. They would have went through with it if Rob had not, you know. Right. I don't either. I think actually. I think. I think he absolutely would have sided with them because because what Catelyn, yeah. Be, good. Because he's the key to the north, and uh-huh. there's n- they there's no way that they that the Lannister army could with the power. You'd have River Run. You'd have the north the north on lockdown. There is no way that the the Lannister army would have any shot of. Of, of winning that 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 war yeah no and and the young wolf i mean and that's especially and that's before that's before you figure i mean just with the circumstances as they are right now so i i say even before even if if stannis and renly just sit out i don't think there's any way that you could match a, a stark river run army with with tywin lannister with you have the the green fork of the trident on lockdown with walter Frey. i don't i think they'd have a tough time winning uh, yeah, well, and and as you say, if he keeps his word, you know, you've got then some good. I don't know. You're invested in that in that house then because if, you've made if Rob these keeps his word, or if or if Walfrey yeah. keeps his word. Yeah, if Rob. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, if 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 Rob keeps his word and and um, doesn't marry, you know, that that's the big alliance, right? We know that Arya is going to be um, betrothed to one of his younger sons, and you know, then then Rob gets the pick, right? Uh, but that there will be this it's a, that's a strong alliance and really what it does is it makes up for the slights that he's had from from house tully and okay mm-hmm. well and if you look at the twins too it's pretty far north i mean it's you know it's yeah. it's right up it's, at the it's it's the key to the north i mean it's the it's yeah. as far you to get to get from the riverlands to the north you've got to go through the twins essentially mm-hmm. yep yeah so just kind of interesting that he yeah, as you say, if if he would have kept his word there, and and uh, well, uh, what I was gonna say is that the young wolf is it does so well after this, wins so many battles and everything that like if you're if you're Walter Frey, you're like, well, I'm pick, I picked the winning side. Look at that, you know, we're mm-hmm. doing well, and then I'm not gonna do anything to tip the scale to the Lannisters' favor. I'll do everything I can to tip it this way because I've got these alliances. Well, you've already broken that, you know. I mean, now I don't have the 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 one strong. Um, you know, marriage uh, proposal situation that I had lined up before. They completely went against, like, no one keeps their word with him. They don't. They don't follow through, and so you kind of see why he 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 would do this. I guess people are probably mm-hmm. like like you know hating this <laughs> the idea that we're we're almost defending Walter Frey and what he does for for his house. But it's no, it's it's. I mean, Walter. I mean, that's one of the the great things about about these characters that that Gur writes is. Like even Cersei, we argue. I mean, 
from Cersei's point of view, she's always doing the right thing. She's protecting herself. She's protecting her interests. Walter Frey's the same the same mm-hmm. way. It's just that we like the Starks because they're you know like the main characters, and yep. so we oh Walter Frey betrays them. But it's really it's Rob is Rob is, and that's kind of that's kind of the essence of most characters' demise is they do something they do they they're set up a specific way and then they do something that is the opposite of what their character has always been. And it, it blows costs, to pieces, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. 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 Like it's it, you and I, you and I like sports, Sir Ezra. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of like, Oh, you're playing a very conservative game and then you decide to be aggressive or the other way around. And it yeah. just costs you, you know, you play just, action, just man. You. play action, you know, I right. mean, <laughs> set them up with the run and then, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, well, and, and here's another thing, too. If um, I kind of feel like just that, well, I don't know. I mean, it would have, it, it just sucks that this went down the way that it did because, like, later on, like, like, like the, the phrase completely, I actually see why, you know, you brought up the Cersei connection. I see why um, Lord Frey is, is kind of, um, they protect their own. You know, they protect their family, and I think there's almost something there in in uh, House Frey that they're taking care of themselves. They're all look at all this, look at all the the brothers and sisters, and I'm surprised they don't have more infighting. You know what I mean among all of the siblings and and all of his his descendants and stuff. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's just not a surprise after everything that we learn here. Oh, I know. What I was gonna say if if um if they wouldn't have uh, betrayed. Lord Frey, then, well, no, never mind. I was just thinking that no, that 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 wouldn't that wouldn't work. But anyways, I don't know. Like I just see why he 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 does this, and I think it's it's something people don't talk a whole lot about. You know, they don't talk about why Walter Frey does does what he does. If if all these wrongs would not have happened to Walter Frey, then I feel like maybe he could have forgiven Rob for this for this mm-hmm. one thing. But so much has happened to him over the course of his life that it's it, he is the person he is now, and he's not going to take even if it was a slight, little sort of uh, uh, backhand or slap in the face or whatever, he would have gotten pissed. But this is a big one. This is a big one. You broke right. your word. So, yeah. well, I even I, I mean I, I even think from from his from his perspective. Right. Uh, even when he betrays the Starks, he is I mean, I think he makes the right decision based in the game of, in the Game of Thrones at, at the time, because he gets he still he gets his daughter, uh, you know, wed to Edmure Tully, who yep. is now the, the heir of River Run. And so. All he needs is to pump out an air there, and you're now the grandfather. You you you've now just essentially, hey, River Run is is with is within taking. You're this kind of the stronghold of the Riverlands. You've mm-hmm. eliminated the Starks to your knowledge, to the best of your knowledge, because nobody's even seen Arya for mm-hmm. a long a long period of time. You know, I mean, it's it's it'd, it'd be hard it'd be hard to think, oh, hey, the Arya is going to come back and be a faceless man and assassinate your oh, entire sure. family, yeah, 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 yeah. right? I mean, no, I, you yeah. know, the the odds of that the odds of that happening, uh, you know, at that in his mind are uh, obviously pretty low, or you know, something like that. So I still think in the Game of Thrones, I think he he makes he makes kind of the 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 right the right decision. It it's not a very good one. Um, 
mm-hmm. you know, in terms in terms of being like honorable or anything like that. But yeah, no, you're right because he gets he gets River Run, and then you still have the Arya um, situation, and you know that that uh, the Boltons now are, are in good favor with um, the Boltons and the phrase tend to you know they've now had this little alliance later on that we'll, mm-hmm. we'll learn more about up up in the north and up at Winterfell and then Arya you know still is playing a piece in that I mean air quote Arya plays a piece in that later on so yeah he does set himself up in a really good really good um, spot so despite what happens with Rob so I don't know yeah it's just it's kind of very very interesting because it's like yeah that's what you would do like like you're right we like the Starks and so we think ah, well that's you know bad water fray but really he just makes a good move mm-hmm. well i mean even so. even look even look even look at what he gets here so to let them cross what the ultimate what the what the, the end of the deal is is rob is going to take one of his sons as a squire so that's mm-hmm. that that's a win aria is going to have to marry one of his sons and rob is going to have to marry one of his daughters yeah so yep. you've just you've just you've just made a huge alliance to House Stark. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and and, and they have this massive force. You're 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 up north there, and yeah, you're still, and you know that they're also you know that House Stark. So now they're a little bit indebted to you, and so that's that's why this 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 alliance has been made, and you're still in somewhat good favor, good standing with House. Tully because you just negotiated right. all this with Catelyn um, and you were right. massing and your Rob, forces. And Rob and, and Rob and Arya are also half Stark, half Tully. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, all around <laughs> put put themselves in a really good spot. So, but yeah, I don't know. The whole time to one of the things we, we, uh, we get at the beginning of the chapter and at the end is just that Catelyn is just, she's just worried about this, you know, and it's... Uh, mm-hmm. She has a lot of angst, I guess, just about this, about, about Walter Frey and just the things that are happening with her family, uh, in 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 River Run, and then she's she's but she's got to stay strong and stay here and and work with Rob and uh, she's just you can see her mind being all over the place, right? A bit of it's in King's Landing with her husband, someone's with her father and her brother in the Riverlands, her kids uh, back up in Winterfell, and then here with her son who is leading this force. I mean, her attention is it's I don't know. I can see her being. Well, actually, actually, it does sort of uh, tell us why later on she makes some of the decisions that she makes, really. M- mm-hmm. Mistakes, if you will, or what have you. But, uh, uh, yeah, just because she's torn in so many different directions and that family duty honor uh, kind of comes back to um, to get her later on. So, But, yeah, I thought it was interesting to do this. Uh, so as they ride across, so basically, you know, Rob Rob accepts. He accepts all of that. And it was kind of cool because he doesn't flinch, right? He's just like, right. I just, absolutely. Yeah. I do just like that one. This was one last line. Yeah, Rob doesn't flinch. I see. Do you consent? Uh, can I refuse? Not if you want to cross. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so he consents. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it just says he was no longer a boy. I mean, he really made like a lord's decision. He made like a man's decision there to to go into a marriage pack and and mm-hmm. knowing what it meant. Um. Yeah. It's just that he's he is a boy, and it's ah, it's. Yeah. Even though, you know, the other thing you got to, I think about is from Rob's perspective, mm-hmm. this is, this, sh- this should actually also be a good decision because mm-hmm. you just assume, assuming, you know, you, let's just, whether the objective is just to be independent 
or the objective is to just go beat the Lannisters and get your dad and your sister back, and then who cares about what's going on? At the end of the day, you just secured the twins. So the, it, the any Lannister army or any army that's ever going to try and march north to take back mm-hmm. your you know possible independent kingdom is going to have a really difficult time doing it unless they do it by sea. So even for Rob, this would be a win. I just don't think he he just doesn't I just he doesn't really see that far ahead. Well, and, and see that's what I was trying to think back to like in some of the origins of House Frey. I just actually pulled up some of this, but like you know, what is it that that people like Rob or, or, or other characters in our story, is it just Walter Frey? Or is it has House Frey always been notorious for this type of behavior and been a mistrusted kind of house or whatever? Or is it just the nature of this guy? Because if he's ninety, he's about to die. And right. You know he's he's gonna die soon, even though he's been hanging on. And you'll have someone else who you can who will step up, become uh, the lord of the twins there, and you can make well, better relationships you, with. We do see the two young Frey boys that get sent north, um, and they play with Rickon and Bran a little bit, and those and they seem to be okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they, they do. And there's there's little. I mean, you know, um, I think they're <laughs> yeah. There, there's some back and forth between them but it's kid stuff you know what i mean right it's, it's they're just kids yeah 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 and actually i mean according to uh, we, we skipped it in this chapter but somewhere where he talks about i think walter says that they're when he references those two grandsons he says they're just kind good kids you know i mean he to him they're um i don't know there was something to them that he was like uh, he, he he enjoyed him unless it's all front and then maybe he just sends off like the two worst grandsons that he has which i don't know right yeah it could but, be yeah it could be yeah <laughs> but maybe i don't know uh yeah, and I was looking up the history here too, just about where House Frey was in 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 all of this, because they're around for six hundred years. They were here during Aegon's uh, conquest, and they actually did aid uh, Aegon the Conqueror and rebelled against Heron the Black of of Harrenhal, mm-hmm. and they kind of help um, they you know bring House Tully uh, in as the they swear fealty to them and 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 everything. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, one of the things, I don't know if you remember this, Sir Matt, so um, I just I just looked this up. So Forrester Frey was mocked as a, as full Frey for asking for the hand of Princess Rhaenyra Targaryen. Uh, during the Dance of Dragons, House Frey sided with the Blacks, Queen Rhaenyra. So there's some situations where, I guess, actually, I'm sorry, just, just Rhaenyra, he, yeah, he looks, like a, he looks like a fool because he's asking for the hand of the, the princess or whatever. But, I mean, come on, everybody wants, a, you know, a chance to, mm-hmm. you know. Climb the ladder, right? Right. Yeah. People just people look back at them as as upstarts and toll collectors, right? Is yep. Is kind of is because that's how they get their money. They don't have mines. They don't have, uh-huh. um, you know, huge fields of grain to sell and and, and things like that. They they just it, collect tolls. And that's sort of probably that that yeah that that's a really good point because that that's what irks people a little bit, right? Is that like. And I don't know why it should. I mean, they they built the big, they built the crossing. They, you know, if you want to go build one somewhere else, why didn't you do it? But they did, and that's how they make their yeah their their wealth or and the, how how they built themselves up. They don't have a big um, mountain of gold that they sit on and that they mine from and things. So, mm-hmm. huh, interesting. Okay, any other thoughts? Um, last last thoughts on the on the chapter here? No, I I think. I think, man, I think Rob was set up to uh, succeed here, and you know, we'll later we'll find out that he he doesn't. But I think it, I think really it was a win win for both parties. 
and it's mm-hmm. just uh, interesting to see how bad it ends up turning out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, okay. I had an interesting uh, character here. Cool connection. Uh, Sir Adam Marbrand uh, is a knight of House Marbrand and the son of the heir, um, Lord uh, Damon Marbrand of Ashmark. He is one of the chief knights in the service of Tywin Lannister, Lord of Castle Rock. I bring him up because, you know, every once in a while I come across a name or a character, and I'm sort of like, how, where does that character's arc end? And I hear this name come up quite a bit, and I kind of wanted to know a little bit more uh, about him. And uh, he's a character who's, who's going to stick around for quite some time. He's the one in this chapter who, when Brendan uh, Tully is scouting, uh, he comes across Sir Adam, and he they're retreating south. He had killed some of their outscouts, uh, Brendan had, and uh, Sir Adam is actually retreating, but he's burning as he goes, and he's sort of burning the land and, and kind of trying to consume maybe some of their resources and stuff. But he sticks around for, for quite a while and ends up becoming um, kind of the commander of the, of the um, Gold Cloaks and, and different things. And he's very, very tight with Tywin Lannister and actually is a good friend air quote, good friend to Jamie Lannister. So it's a name that you'll hear from time to time, and I just wanted to kind of tie it in here because it uh, popped up and it caught my attention. So mm-hmm. Hey, that's what the, that's what these cool connections are for. Yeah, yeah. So All right. Uh, uh, all right. We have yeah. a couple ravens here, Sir Ezra. Yes, we have a, a raven uh, from Sir Chris of House uh, uh, House Strobel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of, uh, kind of cool, so I added a little... Um, a little extra there at the bottom to, to his raven, but I'll go ahead and read this. Uh, let's see here. I'm enjoying the reread of the books. I just finished my own reread, taking about a month to sprint through them. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot. Oof, that's, that's a lot, man. Woo. That's, that's sort about, of like a, that's, that's, that's more than a book a week. Cause each book's about 30 hours. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, 40 it's hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like lady, um, Alice who, who had said in two months had done sort of the same thing. There's just so many, you know, to, to mm. get the gist of it, I think it is cool just to run through it and then come back and do a more in-depth read, which is really what you and I are doing. Um, right. So, uh, let's see here. Yeah. Today's discussion about the tourney at Harrenhal, so this was last week, spurred me to look up what I think is perhaps the most interesting moment in Prince Rhaegar's uh, trajectory. A passage in Storm of Swords where Artiston, or, yeah, um, Artisan, still known as well, he's he's Barristan Selmy, but he's not been outed yet as Selmy, is telling Danny about her brother uh, as a young man. He talks about how Rhaegar was an avid reader as a youth and took no interest in the rough play of kids his age at court. Rhaegar then read something in his scrolls that made him want to be a warrior. He went to Sir Willem Derry, the master at arm. Uh, and said, I require a sword and armor. It seems I must be a warrior. Uh, it will be interesting to see if Gurm ever revisits this, the moment that Rhaegar started down the path uh, to Lord Wentz Turney and eventually the Trident, uh, Sir Chris. So I thought, yeah, this is something you've brought up before, Sir Matt, is just like, what is it in the scrolls? What is it that causes Rhaegar to pick up the sword and to start fighting mm-hmm. and to start training? When it yeah, this, goes is, this is a, his nature. This is a moment you and I have talked about a lot. I mean, we have we have talked so many possible scenarios or theories. Um, one of the things that the show did not do that the books are j- just have to. I mean, the books just can simply not. And I Gers too good of a writer to not answer these questions is why. 
Yeah. Why oh, yeah. did Rhaegar and Lyanna get together? Was it just that they loved each other, and then just by circumstance, John happens to be the rightful heir to the throne? I don't mm-hmm. think so. I think there's something obviously far bigger about it. it. Remember, the show is a Game of Thrones. The books are a song of ice and fire. Yeah. Uh, you know, you yep. and I have talked about things uh, possibly influenced from the three-eyed crow or raven. In uh, mm-hmm. you know the three-eyed raven in the show, three-eyed crow in the books, possible influence there. There's yeah. uh, speculation. Relore. He finds out something about the three heads of the dragon. The prophecy of Azora High. Uh, maybe it's maybe maybe Rhaegar views the darkness as his dad. As his dad is becoming more and more crazy, he's the one who's who's turning, bringing the realm into dark times, burning people, and yeah. um, just the the path he he goes on. The, they start becoming, they start having an estranged relationship. Rhaegar ends up going to um, Dragonstone. Uh, this is obviously before that, but that that does happen. Um, you know, his, you look back at Egg, and they were b- kind of believing in the prophecy of. Azor High, and that somebody from their line would would be Azor High, mm-hmm. and they try to bring back yeah. dragons. It, it's it's possible Rhaegar realizes I need to be a warrior. I think it's more than oh he just reads a book and and decides I need to become a warrior. And these are the things yeah. I think we will that Gur will begin will have answers to certainly mm-hmm. in the in the in the next two books as he finishes out. And just something that the show didn't have time to do and didn't take the time to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and let me let, let's 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 hammer something home here real quick because something we brought up either last week and we're going to bring up more in the Patreon series where we're, we're covering the tourney at Heron Hall is it Rhaegar, you know, I know that growing up in the royal family and stuff, he was trained, he had some type of training and he was maybe kind of uh he he knew enough, right? But at some point, he decides that he needs to become a warrior. He needs to be better than what he is, and he starts his training. But it seems like he starts that not later in life, but a little later in life than maybe uh, someone like Sir Arthur Dane or Sir Barristan right. Selmy or some of those like other he's guys. Probably, I don't think he gives an exact – I don't think – to my knowledge, there's not an exact date uh, yeah. given of when that happens. But it just – it seems like he's probably around like – I'd say like 12. It's mm-hmm. just – like about to me when it seems like that happens. Yeah. And maybe even later. I mean, so, so my point is, is I don't think he's that good of a swordsman. I don't think he's that good of a, a jouster, that good of a, 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 a warrior. And the reason I say that is because it seems like at, at, at Heron Hall that, as you said before, Sir Matt, Barristan Selmy lets him win. You know that they mm-hmm. they clear it's, a path. It's they clear it's cer- a path for. It's certainly him possible to win. because he Rhaegar loses other tournaments. Oh yeah, yeah. The only exactly. tournament he wins because that's something in the show that you know uh, you know Danny Danny talks about it too. Is like so I did he win many tournaments? No, he won the tournament. So uh-huh. he really only won the one. And yeah, Barrison Selmy, when when he talks about it, or Arderson uh, White, um, or no, Barrison Selmy, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Either way, same thing. He says, you know, later, I this is something we talked about, was it last week? or, or Yeah, I think it was. It was in a patron episode. Um, 
I think in the in the Patreon episode we talked about Barrison Selmy doesn't say, "Oh, if I had been a better jouster that day, I would have beaten right. Rhaegar." He says, "If I had been a better knight that day, yep, maybe yep. all of this wouldn't have happened." Yes, and yeah, so that to me makes me think that there was a plan that he knew. I almost wonder, and this is just again me completely speculating, but like, did he have a green dream that that showed him in a position winning a tournament? That he need, would need to win, that he he knew he needed to become renowned as a warrior, as a fighter. Perhaps, maybe it's. I guess also think about this: if he's trying to conspire against his father, and you need another person to take over, you know, you want him to be kind of warrior-like and have studied the the arts of war and and things like that. I mean, he he's he's known for his singing and his poetry and mm-hmm. and other things and and being very intelligent and smart. He's not known for being a warrior until later when he decides to become a warrior, if you will. And I yeah, think a so, lot of it so, might be a facade. So, so right here, uh, a, dan- a Dance with Dragons, the Kingbreaker. The memory was still bitter. Old Lord Went had announced the tourney shortly after a visit from his brother, Sir Oswald Went of the Kingsguard, with Varys whispering in his ear. King Ares became convinced that his son was conspiring to depose him. That uh, Wentz tourney was but a ploy to give Rhaegar a pretext for meeting as many great lords as could be brought together. Ares had not set foot outside the Red Keeps since Duskendale, that's where he gets captured, yet suddenly he announced that he would accompany Prince Rhaegar to Harrenhal, and everything had gone you know, awry from there. If I had been a better knight, if I had unhorsed the prince in that last hill, as I unhorsed so many others, it would have been me to choose the queen of love and beauty. Yeah. 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 Rhaegar had I chosen mean, Leona Stark of Winterfell. Barris and Selmy would have made a different choice. Not the queen who was not present, nor Elia uh, of Dorne. You know, this is where he talks about Ashara Dane. Ashara Dane. Right? Yep. Exactly. And, yeah, I mean... That's what it's the the more you and I research this, and this is this is a, a huge thing we're gonna be talking in that four four megapart Tourney at Heron Hall Patreon um, series that we're gonna be doing is the Tourney at Heron Hall. I, I, there are so many. It's it. I mean, it is everything in the, in this series. Yeah, it's huge. Well, think about what you just said, too. So the Mad King, who had been locked away, he has long, gross fingernails, it's described. He has, like, matted hair. I mean, he looks awful. He looks, like, ridiculous. And he had not come out since he had been captured. He would not. He actually, like, super-protected Viserys and, and, you know, all this stuff, right? He decides to come out for the tourney at Hall. It's just, why? Why does he need to? It's one of the great... It's a great tournament, so whatever, but it's it goes against what he's been doing for years, for quite some time. He has mm-hmm. locked himself away and become mad. So I believe, you know, whether whether it was true that Rhaegar was conspiring against him or not, the king believed it. He believed that he was, and so he wanted to be there to kind of see uh, what was happening. So and I don't think, by the way, that, that Rhaegar would have, like, killed his father. I think he would have just, you know, I mean, he's going if, if he's going mad and he's losing his mind in a sense— you're you're just sort of um, it's almost like he's unfit to rule, you know, and so you're just going to remove him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. that's that's sort of what I think the plan was. But now, something interesting though in this Raven that caught my attention was that he went to Sir William Derry, the Master at Arms, and I thought, wait a second, I you know we talked about um, Will- Willem Derry late uh, earlier on, just in regards to House Targaryen and moving them. Um, 
moving them around, him signing or you know signing the pack between Ariana and Viserys Targaryen. So uh, Dorn and, and House Targaryen have that that pack, and Willem Willem is a part of that. Uh, his brother, who I just kind of forgot about, um, Sir Sir how how do I say this wrong? Um, Sir 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 Jonther uh, Derry, right? He's mm-hmm. the he's known as uh, John Derry. Uh, was the knight from House Derry. He's a member of King Aerys, uh, uh Kingsguard, right? And so um, he's, he's according to most sources, he's brother of Sir William Derry, ma- uh, Master uh, at Arms at, at the Red Keep. And so I was thinking about, like, who would know what some of Rhaegar's plans were, right? Maybe, who, who would maybe understand what he's doing and understand the prophecies? Or I, I just think Willem Derry has way more secrets or had more than we realized, or that, that we do realize. Like with the whole Lemongate situation and everything that could have been happening with him taking Danny elsewhere, I think he just knows a lot more because his brother, if he is, in, in, in the Kingsguard, you know, was seemed to be someone who was maybe privy to some of this information uh, or, or some of Rhaegar's plans. So, yeah, anyways, I just thought it was kind of a cool little connection. I, I didn't realize how close Willem Derry was to all of this. I just thought maybe he's just loyal to House Targaryen, but uh, it seems like, you know, with his brother there, it's almost a uh, closer connection. Right. So, right. Anyways. All right. Well, yeah, just some, some, some stuff to think about. Uh, we're, we're prepping again for here in July to really uh, hit that, uh, turn it here hall pretty hard and, and kind of, uh, come up with our own theories, our own thoughts, and then read some of the stuff that, that that's out there already. There's already some really cool thoughts on the tourney, which we'll share with you and kind of get your thoughts and, and keep going. So actually, and remember too, uh, if you listen to part one and you want to influence part two, just leave some comments on the Patreon page there. And we'll incorporate those into the next, um, it'll help us kind of evolve the theory and the discussion in the four part series. If you guys, you know, listen and, and provide some comments. I know, um, Lord Hunter gets on there often and, and provides us some, some good feedback on those episodes. So we really mm-hmm. appreciate that. Absolutely. So, uh, all right. Well, Sir Ezra, it's about time to say farewell. But really quick, if people want to follow you on social media, where can they do so? Uh, yeah, you can follow me uh, at Womprat underscore 2M on Twitter, back on Instagram as well. Uh, you guys can add me on Facebook, too. I've kind of turned my Facebook really into just like my it's, – it's like my – personal facebook but it's also kind of just uh you know right. turn it into almost like my podcasting stuff too so uh yeah yeah that's where you can follow me where can folks uh follow you anywhere on the internet at super gains bros that's all one word instagram and twitter uh you can follow us at btk cast at uh on twitter uh we're we're there Strezer and i also uh have been doing a lot of stuff with our other podcast we've brought up before hyperspace hangouts a star wars podcast um, very similar to our follow-up Friday format. If you guys like that, we've had a lot of people who, who listen to this come over there and uh, check us check some of our content out there as well. And it's been a lot of fun. So I look forward to more of those. Yeah, and also I wanted to mention as well that uh, anytime Sir Matt and I, if, if anyone's interested in maybe you know um, hopping on, uh, doing like a 10, 15 minute segment uh, and being on some of the main show, we are looking for squires. And so if you if you just want to jump up for one month and be a squire. Uh, and and do something fun with us here on the show. Uh, go check out Patreon. We've got that uh, reward tier there too, just in case anybody's interested. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, 
Uh, one last uh, reminder again: Ravens Nest this Saturday. Uh, for those of you guys who are in that in that in that tier, uh, eight p.m. Eastern time, which is five p.m. Pacific time, where I'm at, and a bunch of other times dependent upon where you yeah. are. Uh, <laughs> I know we have. I know we have uh, some people like uh, Maglum, you know, some uh, Lord Adam Parker. Uh, uh, we got some people over in. Um, England, Australia, everybody who's, who's joined us before. So we really appreciate yep. you guys that you come and, and join us on that episode so everyone can hear your thoughts. We're going to be talking season eight and just kind of how it finished. But uh, all right. Well, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we'll be discussing chapter 60, John 8. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We'll see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.